Flagrant 3 Podcast. I'm your host, Seth Horton, joined as always by Michael the Chap, Daddy Chapman. I hate everything. And Lucas Lukey Poo Glidewell. Always Are we keeping get that? One of those. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Alright. Um, if anyone needs a, a reminder, our boy Chap Daddy here is um, a Clippers fan, and the Clippers have unceremoniously been dethroned as contenders for the. 2020 NBA championship. It was a terrible game. Uh, Kawhi and PG both looked awful. Um, all the Clippers. Looked all awful. the Clippers looked absolutely pathetic. Uh, just, just one of the worst all-around team performances I have probably ever witnessed in my life. There were three players who shot above fifty percent. I'm sorry, four who shot above fifty percent. It was, it was really, 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 really bad. Um, it was one of, I mean, we weren't the reigning champions, but we felt like the reigning champions. We had the guy who was the defending champion, essentially, in Kawhi. And it was, you, like you said, it was unceremonious, it was pathetic, and it was just very, very sad. That is an all-time meltdown in NBA history. It really is. I mean, this is Doc's third blown three-one lead. No one else has even two of them. Thank you, Pablo Torre, for that stat. <laughs> I, I I don't know what to do with my life. There was a moment in the second quarter when we went, we got up by double digits, and my my pulse just spiked. My heart yeah. rate went through the roof, and I was like, "What's happening? This this shouldn't be a thing. We're winning, but it, it's happened the last two games where we got up by double digits, and then the Nuggets came storming back, and I just had a bad feeling from that point on. And it it was. You want to know? And I said this a lot during the game, but the real problem here is that Montrez Harrell played twenty five minutes and had three rebounds, and Nikola Jokic had twenty two of those things. Montrez can't play against Jokic. He cannot, but he played 25 minutes. I I said another anecdote from the game. I said in the first quarter right before Harrell checked into the game, I said if if Harrell gets in this game for more than like 5 minutes, I'm going to go murder Doc Rivers in cold blood. And then immediately Doc put him in. Doc, don't worry. I've calmed down a little bit since then. But and also for legal reasons, that was a joke. For legal reasons, that was a joke. Nah, let's just that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Not no for legal reasons in there. <laughs> Remove all doubt. But I mean, like just looking through the box score just really kind of establishes, you know, what what we saw during the game. Like Kawhi had fourteen points, six rebounds, six assists. He had two steals and a block, but he shot six for twenty-two. And two for seven from three. PG shot two of 11 from three. Kawhi was a minus 21 in the game. Yeah, I mean, we lost by close to that. Lou Will was a plus two. I will say... um, Jokic was a plus 22. Oh, my 
God. On a trip, on a triple double that's 16, 22, and thirteen with two steals and three blocks. Who said this man could not defend? You guys, you guys can take this. <laughs> I so uh, chap's gonna take a minute here. Uh, <clears throat> Seth, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go puke. All right, <laughs> have fun. Um, Seth, so where do you see any improvements coming for the Clippers? I know during the game we talked about. Um, a center. Maybe. Yeah, they need a center. I mean, the two things they really need are a center and a point guard. Because they have two really good wings. One of them we can argue is a bad wing in the playoffs at least. <laughs> um, but Ka- Kawhi is still one of the best players in the game. And that's just a fact. Uh, PG struggles a lot in the playoffs, and he struggles a lot when there's pressure on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is, he's not, you know, a Mamba mentality, ice in the veins kind of guy. And I think we've seen that through the stats. I think we've seen that through his, you know, just gameplay and his, his body language. He looks like he's scared to step up mm-hmm. in those moments. Yeah. So you need someone who can alleviate those pressures from him especially when Kawhi is not having a great game I have noticed that when Kawhi doesn't have a good game the Clippers well yes and (laughs) PG also does not have a good game yeah so it's like he needs that other person to step up with him yes which is super ironic considering the last series I guess he played for Indiana when like he didn't get the last shot in a game yeah just got furious about it and demanded a trade because of it yeah it's The, the guy, to be fair, he was the best player on that team. Yeah, he was and should have been taking the last shot. He was the best player on that team. But if you're going to demand the ball in that spot, you've got to be a guy who can come through in that spot. And well, and he, I think he was for a while. He was. He was until he At hurt his leg, I think. I mean, even like his last few seasons in, in Indiana, I would argue he was that guy. But... You know, ever since leaving the state of Indiana, mm-hmm. he has been noticeably less willing to step up in those big moments. And when he does try to step up in those big moments, coming up short. Yeah, specifically since he dubbed himself Playoff P, actually. Specifically yes. since then. Um, don't give yourself a nickname. Don't. Unless it's Mamba. Or. Don't give yourself a nickname. Didn't KD give himself Slim Reaper? No. He um, specifically hated Slim Reaper. Okay. He just gave himself KD. Uh, and that was his whole thing. My nickname's Katie. Um, Love you, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> Seth doesn't like you since you're uh, in the East now. But that's very true. I don't like him because he's a snake. There Oof. It and is. a cupcake. Oof. Oof. Um. Oof. So I, we were talking about maybe a center coming in. Yeah. And helping. I noticed a tweet by Brevin Knight near the f- mid of the fourth quarter. Yeah. And I think. What he said made a lot more sense than a center. I think they need to look at point guard. a point guard, yeah. which is what Brevin said. Just bringing in somebody to a, like bring in the offense. Are, are we talking about like a Ricky Rubio type player, a Chris Paul type player, even like someone at a lower level than a Rubio? Like no, I wouldn't honestly, go at a lower level than a Rubio. I think the lowest level. I think the lowest you could go is probably Rondo. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's not to say that Rondo isn't good at what he does. He's very good at what he does. Um, But he doesn't mesh as well with the rest of the team's style of play. Uh, I think Ricky Rubio would be really good. I'm definitely more concerned with a center for them. 
because yeah. I think as the stats kind of showed and as we kind of saw all night, rebounding is a huge, huge issue for the Clippers. Yeah. Because you have Zubak in there who's just, I mean, let's face it, pretty damn mediocre, if not below mediocre. Yeah, he had a couple of good games in the bubble, but none in the playoffs. Yeah. Montrez is he's too small. athletic, but he's too small. Yeah, he's, specifically for Jokic, that specific matchup. I is mean, horrible. Jokic, and we'll have to play them in the playoffs. Gobert, Embiid, like those players, those guys who yeah. are imposing figures in the post. You can only assume just, it would have been that way with AD in the next series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. So, <sighs> I mean, it's tough. There, there's not a great tweak to be had here that you're not going to overpay for. Mm -hmm. So I think the Clippers just kind of got to either bite the bullet or make some changes at the margins and hope that, you know, playoff P quits shitting the bed at some point. Honest. And they don't have a lot to trade with either. Yeah. They don't have picks. Yeah. We don't have any picks at all. Playoff P. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we've got McGruger and coffee and man and those guys coming off the bench. Shamit is a, probably our best trade asset that we'd be willing to give up. And then Lou Will, maybe we'd be willing to give him up. I don't know. Shamit the Montrez sign and trade thing. I think I think losing Shamit really hurt you guys. It did, it did because it because he came in up the immediately lane. got a 3. And but then he got hurt. Yeah. So it closed it closed up the lane a little bit. You lost some big scoring potential off the bench to energize the guys. And Shemet being, you know, just this kind of uh, energizer bunny type player that comes off the bench, the spark yeah, plug. Yeah, he can shoot. He can just hit three threes in a row and all and of a sudden real hard. you're <laughs> up seven more points than you were or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, and he plays hard on defense. He's not necessarily a great defender, but. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, it's just like, you know, Isaiah Thomas back when he was with the Celtics, he gets a steal and then the entire team just kind of loses its yeah. fucking mind yeah. and, and turns it up a and, ratchet. And two. you don't need someone that's really good on defense to start. I mean, you already have three really good defenders starting yeah. for the team. I think the fact that this wasn't in L.A. obviously changed things a lot. If if that's in L.A. and then Pebov has some crazy play, we hit a couple of threes in a row, the crowd's just going nuts. I don't, maybe Denver could have overcame it, but we haven't seen them really in a road playoff game with yeah. this core, with MPJ and all of them. I mean, as hard as it might be for you know the Clippers in that situation, I think it's harder on the Nuggets. They're younger and they live in a more you know they live in an area where having home court advantage gives you an actual physical advantage. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So I don't know. It's tough. Uh, it's tough to call. They were also down Will Barton. So you're just picking on me now. <laughs> I'm not trying to. You're just... you piling on. I mean, it, it is what it is, man. It's rough. We'll be able to pile on to Seth in a minute. Don't worry. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm ready to accept my one-point loss <laughs> in the game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Oof. <sighs> I, I, everything is meaningless. Honestly, <laughs> conference finals aren't that big. Like wh- they're really not. Like the Celtics and the Grizzlies have been to them. Like, and we've both lost in them. <laughs> I hate recently. everything. We're 0-8 in our attempts to get to a conference final. The Grizzlies are 0-4 in the conference finals. So 
Yeah, you haven't won any more conference finals games than us, but at least We've you've gotten there. been to more. Celtics have 17 banners. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate to be that guy. Have we but... been around for 17 years? <laughs> Could we have possibly reached that mark? <laughs> okay, my, my theory is that we're still cursed because of, uh, what's his name, Donald Sterling. Yeah. And... To lift the curse, we have to move the team to Seattle. Or, and hear me out, you hire a black owner. How do we hire a black owner, sir? <laughs> Literally, just <laughs> hand the franchise over to some <laughs> black person in the street. I just... Counteracting racism with anti-racism. I don't know if that's how that works. Is that not how that works? I'm not sure. I don't know how karma... I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know how it works either. <laughs> Anyone more uh, more experienced in karma than we are can send us a letter or something and explain this to us, please. And if I've said anything offensive, I am completely sober. And I'm just an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I, I think something that might help with the curse is moving to the different Coliseum next year. Or whenever they move to the different stadiums. So that we're not just sharing a stadium with the yeah. Lakers. Yeah, I mean, that that could help. I don't know. I would genuinely Crazy like idea. it if we moved to Seattle. Crazy idea. Hire Dave Yeager. There we go. <laughs> Hell yeah. So crazy it just might work. <laughs> Hire Dave Yeager, get a real fucking center, and maybe get a... a, a starting caliber point guard. I don't know how we accomplish those things, though. You trade people. <laughs> Who do we, we would have to trade playoff P at that point. Not necessarily. No, nah, you could... Uh, Luo might get you like a low-tier starting point guard. Yeah. And, and then, then you can work from there. And then like trade Shamit for a center or something. Or like a sign and trade. Sign and with, trade uh, with Montrez. Montrez and maybe Shamet or Magruder or something. Yeah. yeah. You guys brought up a guy who I think would be really interesting earlier, Andre Drummond. I don't know what the package looks like to be able to get him or anything like that. I, I think that another contender could probably I, offer more than us. Unfortunately. Oh, absolutely. But, another contender could offer more, but yeah. I don't think any of them will yeah. i would also halt you on that i'm pretty sure he is one year left on his deal so that would be a massive just swing for the fences oh i mean we pg and Kawhi can leave after this year too i was about to say we are all in for next season <laughs> honestly i could see you do like i could see them win i could see Kawhi and p come back yeah yeah i think that i mean if we gave the Cavs just like coffee man mcgruger and then throw in we don't have picks i I guess give them shaman as well give them all of our young guards jesus i I honestly forgot that drummond was in cleveland and then the Cavs just have six young guards on their roster what would you think about about getting kevin love at that point that not great doesn't it really wouldn't help fix our any. problems, but I mean, he is a fine player. He can stretch the floor, whatever. At, like free Kevin Love, damn it! Yeah, he can bring everything that Shamet does on the offensive end and more. Obviously, um, just at a higher volume, and then 
defensively, he might be. I mean, he would be better against the bigs than Harrell was certainly. He, yeah. This playoffs, and he's disgruntled, so he might be a cheaper get. Because Harrell's what, like six yeah. foot seven, six eight. But yeah, that's probably in shoes. Um, yeah, Michael Green was uh, is probably taller than. Oh, Jermichael Green is definitely taller. Jermichael Green nine. had a decent game. He had a good game. I, Harrell had his best game of the playoffs, and he was the best offensive player on our team. But again, we can't play him. I mean, all the he all he did was score. Yeah, he did nothing else. Yeah, we can't play him against the Nuggets though because Jokic torches him, mm-hmm. and then when Jokic is torching him. Jokic didn't go off for a bunch of points this game, but we had to double him but every he had, time he got it in the post. And then Jamal Murray, Paul Millsap, whoever was and wide 13 open, thirteen assists, yeah, and sixteen points. Like that's not a few amount no, of points. I think he was just talking about the points, but yeah, when the, you take it into account, it's a large. We, it, he didn't score thirty points because we doubled him, and then since we doubled him. We were leaving guys wide open for three, mm-hmm. and that was Specifically all because of Murray. Yeah, and that was all because of Harold. It was, and Montrez is my favorite player in the league. I love him so much, um, but I, I, we, I mean, he's gonna be gone this offseason anyways. Obviously, now we're not gonna pay him whatever. Detroit or whoever decides to overpay yeah. him is going to yeah. the, the Knicks. Knicks. <laughs> we said that at the Jeez. same time. <laughs> uh, the Knicks. Please, I want him to go to the Knicks. I would I would be so sad. I'd be so I would be unbearably sad. Do they just have eleven power forwards on the roster at that point? <laughs> it's a Tom Thibodeau might not go for. Another power forward. I don't know. He he's gonna try to he's gonna try you, to build the two thousand nine Bulls. Do you so. know how long he had Taj Gibson on his rosters? <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's is Green. Taj the reason they got Tibbs? Is that why they signed Taj last offseason? Hot damn. <laughs> this, this has been this is this the long goal. <laughs> the Knicks have the Knicks have been playing chess while we've all been playing checkers. The title of this podcast. The guys figure out the Knicks. <laughs> the Knicks conspiracy. We're all doomed in 10 years when this all comes together. When R.J. Barrett turns into a basketball god. <laughs> R.J. isn't part of <laughs> R.J. isn't part of this. He's a pawn. R.J. gets traded for uh, Mark Fultz. Oh, God <laughs> bless. Oh, my gosh. No, okay. no, 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 no. Chris Dunn. <laughs> Sorry. Somehow even worse. <laughs> The, there's only one way up from here, and that's, that's up. up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Never a true state. This is going off the rails, Seth. <laughs> Let's talk about your Celtics, man. Yeah. Celtics lost today yeah, in did. game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Who called it? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I am miserable inside. I, I, I just. That's why I've been shitting on you all pod. <laughs> I would not be upset with all that pod. game. You, okay. That's why I've been shitting on you since the start of the Clippers game. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Is this is this loss by the Celtics a like Nuggets situation? They just came off of a crazy seven game series. They're kind of gassed. They're, I mean, they're just kind of trying to catch up on rest or whatever at this point. They did have a couple of days off. I think that's part of it. I think they're you know kind of tired, probably a little mm-hmm. bit sore. 
Because, like, I mean, it doesn't matter how many days. Well, I mean, it does. But only having a couple of days off after a grueling seven-game series where you fought tooth and nail with another gritty team. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's going to take a toll on your body Absolutely. as an athlete. And I, there's nothing you can do to get around that. But more than anything, I think this has a lot to do with Kimba being too small. I think yeah. it's, it's rough. Because Goran Dragic went off for 29 points this game and seven boards. Yeah. and They've got to put someone else on Gordon and... Yeah, I mean, it'll I, be, I don't know who Kemba guards though. I think point. it'll I think it'll help when we get Gordon Hayward back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should mean, happen in the next game or two. It will, but uh, we talked about this on the preview of this series. Yeah, uh, who is Kemba gonna guard? If he guards Robinson slash Hero, they're just gonna rise up and shoot threes. If he guards Goran, he, he's gonna yeah. cook him because he's just too big and too strong for Kemba. He can't guard Butler, obviously. Yeah, I, there's no one else that he can really guard, except for maybe Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, and Kendrick Nunn's and coming Ken- off the bench and probably not playing the same minutes. As yeah, him, he's but. getting about 13 minutes a game. Yeah. But, I mean, the tough thing is, Miami's a good defensive team. Mm-hmm. And so are, so are the Celtics. And it really just comes down to who's going to make more shots. And tonight, Jalen Brown was 6 for 14. You know, just not terrible it's not a great game for him he only had 17 points tatum had his 30 on 41 percent shooting and kimba wasn't efficient kimba yeah he was not efficient at all he had 19 points six assists which was good and marcus smart had 26 points yeah which that it always frustrates me when we lose on a good marcus smart shooting night because it's a waste of a good shooting night from him yeah but at the same because that happens like once every four games yeah yeah I remember a couple seasons back, every time he would shoot well, I, I just immediately conceded the loss. Because <laughs> I was like, if he if he hits you know multiple threes in a game, it's like we're done, we're over. <laughs> but I don't know, I don't know what to tell you, man. Um, Bam is exactly what I thought he was going to be. He was going to be the most difficult part of this series for us, and that's exactly what he's been. Yeah, I mean. Jimmy fouled out. Jimmy was good. Yeah. Jay Crowder was better than he normally is in this game. This was kind of a fuck you game for they, Jay Crowder. They honestly should not leave Jay Crowder open as often no. as they did. You would think Brad Stevens <laughs> would know that. You you think he'd pick up on that after the first two free three pointers he just And also after having coached the guy yeah. for like three seasons. <laughs> three God. I don't know, man. It's Tyler Hero, 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 whatever, also almost had a triple double. Yeah, I mean... He yeah. had 12, 11, and 9. I mean, yeah. we and were, we're, we're talking about this, like, the Celtics lost by 20 or something. It was no, a great game. three points. The Celtics it were was... up, what, seven with a, a couple of minutes left. Yeah. The Celtics, this could have easily gone either way. If Bam doesn't have if, the defensive play of the year... Then we're talking about the, a double overtime game. Like, let's let's stop. That was the second greatest block I've ever seen. That was an amazing block. Yeah, the, I, the, I mean it was a foul, but it was an amazing. It block. wasn't a foul. It, was it wasn't ball. a foul. It might have been a goaltend. I'm still unclear about what the rule is on if you can goaltend a dunk. It was a foul because it hurt my feelings, <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted the, it to not happen. The the greatest block is. Uh, Obviously blocked by James. LeBron on Iguodala, and then that's got to be a close second at this point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean we'll if, see if, not, Miami, 
if not more impressive. If Miami wins honestly. the title, Jason Tatum is not a soft dunker at the rim. <laughs> yeah, if Miami wins the title, that's among the all-time greats that we'll yeah. remember forever, certainly. Um, yeah. It, as far as just like if you watch either of those two plays, like just the play without the context, that I think that was better than the chase down blocked by LeBron. Yeah. I yeah. think it's more impressive when a dunk gets blocked anyway. Yeah. And at the end of the day, basketball is a game of runs, and I think Miami just had a few more runs tonight. Yeah, and they, the had a, did. they had a run at the end of the regulation, which Jimmy's had a lot of those runs at the end of regulation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, that corner three that he hit, I thought he was going to drive into the paint. I think the Celtics did too. Jimmy is really the inverse of PG. He really is, dude. <laughs> he oh really God. is, because he will struggle all game long, but as soon as you get into the closing time to step up and make some big shot moments, he really rises to the occasion. Yeah. And I, again, I said it, you know, before I'll say it again, if the Celtics lose to anyone, I'm glad it's Jimmy Buckets. I do yeah. love Jimmy Butler. Yeah. yeah. I said that multiple times during the Celtics game, and I will stand by every time I've said that. Absolutely. I love Jimmy Butler, yeah. and I have nothing in the world but respect for that guy. Um, he's beating my team's ass, and I would like him to stop, please. I... <laughs> I would like to bring up my comparison and just feel the waters with it. Uh, Jimmy Butler is the closest player we have to Michael Jordan in the league currently. And Jason Tatum is the closest to Kobe that we have in the league currently. The Butler thing, as far as mentality, like, just cutthroat, all of that, absolutely. It's not anywhere Similar play style, too. Yeah, yeah. The only difference is... MJ like three tiers down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that's not a knock against Jimmy. That's, that's just Michael Jordan is the GOAT. goat. Yeah. <laughs> and the Tatum-Kobe thing I think works well. Um, I, don't think, I don't think Tatum's going to be the level of player that Kobe was. I right. think he'll probably win a couple of titles. He's going to be much better. <laughs> I feel like a homer shouldn't be in this conversation. <laughs> he... He's only 22. <laughs> He's only 13 years old. His deep mid-range game is very Kobe-esque, especially his, his, now. His, his, He's yeah, a better three-point shooter than Kobe ever was. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, This game, this series will go six games at least. I, I think it, it goes, goes seven. seven. Yeah. And if this first game was any indication, this is going to be a wild series. <laughs> Maybe the best series of the playoffs thus far. I yeah, will which I feel like agree. just keeps happening with every series. Yeah, you've got the Jazz Nuggets. How can you top that? You've got Clippers Nuggets. How can you top that? And Celtics Heat Raptors, Celtics. Heat Celtics, and then we'll see what happens in the finals. I don't think the Nuggets Lakers series is going to be that level. It could be. I'm not going to count the Nuggets out. I, at honestly, point. at this point, it's going four <laughs> Lakers and four. It's Lakers and five. <laughs> I'm going to go Lakers in six. The Lakers are going to drop... Here, the Lakers are going to drop the first game, and then they will win yep. four straight. Yes. Lakers in five. I fixed I can see them winning the first, dropping the second. But those... The first two are the only reasonable games they're going to drop. I, yeah. I think that there's going to be a situation where they do the... Lose the first thing, and then win three straight, and everyone's like, oh, it's the Lakers again. And then the Nuggets come back and win because game five. Because 3-1 Nuggets. Because 3-1 Nuggets. And then everyone's going to freak out. The Nuggets are going to win. <laughs> Lakers in six. Fair. 
I'm, I, honestly, I, I'm not against if, it. If the Nuggets get down 3-1 again, I think you you fire Mike Malone and you just go, look, we're not doing this again. <laughs> what? Mike Malone is the greatest 3-1 coach of all time. He's come back from more 3-1 deficits in the playoffs than any coach ever. In the same playoffs. In the same playoffs. There we go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think the Lakers. I think we're all in agreement. The Lakers take that series. Yeah. If nothing else, to make the Nuggets mad and make them take that series because I think we're all rooting for the Nuggets. Oh, I will always root for whoever is against the Lakers. Yeah. I, Unless the Lakers are just not good that year, and the Celtics will easily handle them, which is not the case this year. It's not this year. I really like... It's all, almost the case this year. I really like all three teams besides the Lakers, actually. Like, I would just enjoy seeing them win a title since the Clippers can't. Um, Rip. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Lakers are going to take it. I think You will owe me 10 bucks, which will be nice, but... Nope. I think I would have more fun if the if the Heat won against am, the Lakers. I am one series away from not possibly being wrong about our preseason bet. When me and Seth bet ten bucks straight up that I had either the Bucks, Lakers, or Clippers winning the title. Seth said the bubble's crazy. Give me it's, the field. Give me the field. <laughs> Give me the field. And I'm feeling real good about that right Yeah, now. I mean, at this point, it looks better than it ever has. I'm three-fourths of the way there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still think the Lakers are two -thirds the, team, the team to beat, and I think they're going to win it. But, I mean, you're looking good right now. I'm. I feel, the only thing is I who's going to knock out the Lakers at this point. I feel confident that the Celtics or the Heat could. Yeah. I think the Heat probably have a better chance to do so, given that they have Bam Adebayo, who I think might not stop AD, but will certainly slow him down quite a few gears. Yeah, since the bubble started, Bam... I mean, before the bubble, too, but since the bubble started, Bam has been... Uh, oh, like right up there with Gobert as far as the best say, defensive Bam, centers in the league. Bam yes. is building his case as best defender in the league right now. Yeah. And I think come next season... He might pull that off. Yeah. The only thing that's separating him from, like, Gobert is sheer size. Yeah. And Bam's not, you know, tiny. Yeah. The man is built. He's, the man's he, built. He's just 6'9", which is... Yeah. It's difficult to be the best defensive center in the league at 6'9", but he could become that. I mean, you could, Draymond Green is 6'7", 6'8". Yeah. I mean, you can be the best defender at 6'9". It's just a matter of how quickly you're going to be able to move out on the perimeter and how well you understand help defense and help rotations. Yeah, which Gobert can't move out on the perimeter. Like At Bam all. Bam can. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th I think there's a good case for that. I think there's a case but. for that. I think the Celtics have more offensive weapons just in like in, in number, not necessarily in quality. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they have um, when Gordon's there, they have five guys who could go off for – 25 30 at any given night and we have at least four facilitators yeah and the recent you know resurgence of, of jason tatum's ability to pass the freaking ball and apparently having really good court vision what the hell yeah uh that was because i mean coming into the playoffs he was averaging like 2.3 assists per game on his career yeah and now he's averaging what seven almost in the playoffs. In yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's a big jump. It's a huge jump, and I think that's really 
I think Jason Tatum is really starting to submit himself as a superstar. Yeah, I do too. And now I want to ask you, yeah, who is the best player in this series in the Eastern Conference Finals? Ooh. In the Eastern Conference Finals, the best player is Bam Adebayo. Okay. I think there's three legitimate cases. That's definitely one of them. I think you can say... I think there's four. Bam Adebayo, Jason Tatum are the top two, followed by Jimmy Buckets, and then you could say, as far as playing right now goes, Goran Dragic. Mm. Who's played a better offensive game than anyone else in this series has. Efficiently and with high volume. That's fair. That now, is, yeah. if if Jalen Brown starts looking the way he did against the Raptors, Jalen Brown has a legitimate discussion as the best player on the Celtics team. Yeah, I mean, I think I Jason's better. but I think Jason's better. I think Jason's more consistent. But if Jalen... Like consistently played the way he did in that Raptor series, I don't. I think he's a better defender. I think he's a better shooter from just from the really, corners. From certainly. the corners, certainly. I think he's a better finisher at the rim uh, without having to slam it down every time. Yeah. But Jason Tatum has a lot more bad tricks in his bag. Yeah. That he can call on, but. At the end of the day, I I think just Bam is the most versatile player. In this, like he's yeah. the he's the best defender, or a top two defender, Marcus Smart being the other top defender. Um, I think he can get boards. He can finish at the rim. He's athletic as hell. Can just jump out of the fucking roof and yeah. slam it down on you. And then a great passer for as a center. And a great passer for a center, like Al Horford esque passer. Yeah, mm. maybe a little bit better, just a notch. Certainly next year, I think that. I don't know. I don't know about that because I remember Al Horford being a hell of a passer from the high post. He was. He absolutely was. Um, just because he, you know, hasn't been great this season with Philly. Yeah, <laughs> but forget. And I think Adebayo is certainly the biggest. Like I think he certainly adds the most value of any player this series because yeah. of the Celtics' lack of anyone who can guard him. At the very least, I will say he is the most impactful player yeah. in this series, if not. If not the best, probably Jason Tatum. And then, clearly, I think Bam Adebayo has had the largest impact in Game 1, maybe in the playoffs for the Heat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think if the Celtics make it through, we can see kind of a forecast of what will happen yeah. with Daniel Tice especially. I mean, Daniel defense. Tice is going to foul out. He's it's what Daniel Tice does. Yeah, he'll foul out against AD like in record time. Yes. Yeah. So he'll play 18 minutes a game and foul out. Yeah, those games. will happen. And I really, I, I hate that Brad Stevens is playing Grant Williams instead of Robert Williams when yeah. Tice Pro- fouls out. Tonight, Robert Williams was the backup center. Mm-hmm. Came off yeah. the bench first. Yeah, he but played then, well. He did play well. Then Grant played like he, Grant closed the game, which I just didn't get. Um, maybe, maybe Brad feels weird about. Rob like Time Lord being in the game at the end. I don't know what's going on with that, but he hasn't played like clutch minutes at Rob, all in the playoffs. Rob got a little bit more time this yeah. game than Grant, but Brad definitely goes to Grant really quick. I think it's because Grant's smart. 
and he understands yeah. the offense and the defenses, even though he doesn't have the athletic capability that Time Lord does, which is rough. But, I mean, it is what it is. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah, so predictions for the series? I'm going to stick with my Heat and Six. Yeah. Heat and Seven. I'll go Heat and Seven now. I, now that I've seen the first game. That series is going to be yeah ridiculously fun. Yeah. I'll go Lakers and six for the finals. It'll be if if Boston takes game two, I think it'll go seven. Yeah. If Boston does not take game two, I think it goes six. That's fair. Because I I just I don't know. I also thought the Raptors were gonna win game seven. So you did. <laughs> I don't know. We need uh, Charles Barkley to make a guarantee really fast. I thought the Celtics were gonna lose to the Raptors. I also thought that Rui Hachimura was gonna be on the all rookie first team. And here we go into our discussion about the rookie all all rookie teams. Yep. Which I'm excited to talk about. So we'll touch on that. We're going to talk <laughs> about it a ton because uh, we're running up on time. Uh, but I, I'm interested to, to get into it a little bit. Um, yeah. This so was a good rookie class. It was. Really, it was. It was a good rookie class. We had John Morant. Kendrick Nunn, Brandon Clark, Zion Williamson, and Eric Paschal. Um, and you might notice something team. very important about those two players on the all-rookie first team. And that's that they're big men. Zion Williamson and Eric Pascal are both two out-of-nowhere big men who came in and just made the rookie first team. What are you talking about? They're very impressive. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I think the thing that stands out most to me is John Kendrick Morant Nunn. being unanimous. Oh. <laughs> That's what you were talking about. But not winning rookie of the year unanimously. <sighs> yeah, the I I like all the rookies on this list. I like yeah, I think they're all going to have good careers. I don't necessarily love Pascal. I think he'll be a solid role player. He yeah. just got a lot of minutes on a bad team. Mm-hmm. Good stats. Bad should team. should yeah. PJ Washington have been over him? Oh, absolutely not. Yep. PJ should not have actually made the second team. The second team is Tyler Hero, Terrence Davis, Kobe White, PJ Washington, and Rui Hachimura. I thought RJ Barrett and maybe Matisse Thybul should have been on the second team and replaced the I can replaced see like PJ Thibault. Washington I... and. Terrence Davis. I think Matisse could have gotten something, at least. Yeah. yeah. I would like to see, like, the whole ballot. I wish there was an all-rookie defensive team, because he would have been all five spots on oh, that. Uh, he was all, incredible. All five in the first, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that Rui Hajimura maybe could have had a case to be over Eric Paschal, and mm-hmm. then, like I said, I think I would have switched out Washington and Davis for Barrett and Thibel. But ultimately, I mean, you've got... Uh, several guys who have a case. You've got Darius Garland, DeAndre Hunter had decent seasons. Jackson Hayes had a decent season. MPJ, obviously, he didn't play most of the year, but the, yeah, there's a ton of guys who are going to be good players from this draft. I, I think you could have 15 guys in that we say in eight years they're good players in this league and they're impactful players. One thing yeah. I'm very upset about is that I have not seen or heard enough about Jackson Hayes in New Orleans. Because I really liked it's, him coming in the draft. He's been overshadowed by the Zion hype, I think. Well, yeah. And, and he, I, he got too many minutes taken away from him for from favors for 
yeah. some reason. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand why Favors played so much. I really like Jackson Hayes. Love DeAndre Hunter because, of course, I do. Um, but he's Thibel is really good, and I hate him. R.J. Barrett has been very meh, in my opinion. Yeah. I think he's been very mediocre. I, yeah, he's been mediocre. For I don't know if that's just him playing for the Knicks, though. That's fair. You can't dock the, him points for playing for the Knicks. The Knicks are historically kind like just kind of bad right now at developing their young players. So. Or as a franchise. I mean, yeah. Yeah. My dark horse to be the best player in this draft, I think it will be Jaw. But if I had to pick another guy, and this is going to sound wild, it's Matisse Thibel. I could see Matisse being... A Jalen Brown type player in two or three years, where he develops a jumper, he develops somewhat of like a post game and handle game, can get to the rim, and then just great on defense, um, specifically like wing and perimeter defense, and can hold his own in the post. I maybe love I, kind of. I'm not. I'm not sold on it, but I could see it. Yeah, I think a lot would have to happen. And a lot of negative things would have to happen for that to come to fruition. That's fair. If Matisse Thibault is the best player in this draft, the draft isn't as good as we think it is right now. Yeah. But, I mean, that would require Zion staying hurt, which is not unlikely. Not and then Ja not being quite as good as we thought. But I, I think I think Thibault could be a star in the league. I really do. Now, what do we do if Mike D'Antoni goes to New Orleans? <laughs> Oh, gosh. Imagine it. He would be willing to give up Zion for peanuts, I think. <laughs> <laughs> There's your rebounder, chap. Would Lonzo Ball be the, the primary ball handler in the D'Antoni offense? Yes. Oh, God, my God. Bless. Yes, he would. It would have to be Ingram. It would have to be. Or Drew Holiday. Yeah, I mean, I think Drew's probably getting traded. But Probably. Yeah. He plays defense too much. <laughs> <laughs> He's too good at defense. Snub. The all-defensive team snubbed Drew Holiday. Honestly. You know who didn't get snubbed? Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. All-defensive first team, baby. Can we, can we end the pod with Marcus Smart? Marcus Smart. We love you, Marcus. You're pretty cool. chapter 1 verses 1 through 3 vanity of all vanities says the preacher vanity of vanities all is vanity what does man gain by all the foil at which he toils under the sun a generation goes and a generation comes but the earth remains forever and do you know what else remains forever Seth what the Clippers curse (laughs) 